One of the things you lose out on when you don't do competitor research of any kind is you don't really realize where you are repeating cliches, either of the medium or the industry. Often the reason that you use them is because they're easy and they're just the thing that comes out of your mouth without actually thinking about it. And so this phrase, it gets at this kind of like what we think copy is supposed to sound like. And so it's mm. like, if you're this, then this is the thing for you. And it sounds a little bit like marketing speak. All right, we are back with another podcast roast. I'm Justin Jackson, and I'm here with Jeremy Enns. And today we are roasting the podcast How Fitting by Allison Hennes. You've got it up on Apple Podcasts there. What are your initial thoughts on the branding, the packaging of this show here? Yeah, so when I look at the show here, the title How Fitting, what I like about that, the name is that it's, again, going back to this idea, we've talked about it previously, it's kind of evocative. I kind of often like names that are some kind of play on words, but they're not too cutesy. It leaves some room open to interpretation of what it's about. Um, and then in this case, I think the cover art does a really excellent job of really zeroing in your expectations on what the show is. And so essentially there's this kind of line drawn wireframe mannequin, I would say, is that that's how I would describe it. And it has kind of it's it's the it's bisected, I suppose, the mannequin. And on the one side, there's a piece of clothing. On the other side is the mannequin. And for anybody who is not watching on YouTube, you probably want to go look at a picture uh, of this cover art, uh, which you can find at the link in the show notes. And so very quickly, you know, the, between the name, how fitting and the very like s simple but effective illustration on it, I'm like, OK, this is a show that I would assume is about clothing design of some kind. And so uh, very clean cover art, uh, nice color combinations and not too busy and seems to really clearly communicate what it's about, or at least hint uh, very strongly at it. So that's, that would be my first impression. What uh, comes to mind to you as you look at this? Yeah, I like this cover quite a bit. It's mm -hmm. well designed. It's very minimalist, um, great typography and great iconography. Like yes. right away, it's like, oh, this is about female fashion, fashion for women. Um, I'm also getting that vibe. It's, it's kind of a dress. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, I think this is a fashion podcast, maybe targeted specifically at women. And uh, it's going to be about, you know, how to find great clothes or something like this. So, yeah, I'm getting I'm getting a good vibe from the the cover art. It is it's definitely unique. It's not like a, a template I've seen a lot before. It's like, oh wow, this is really nice. You know, I, before we go on to the description, I just want to kind of put a pin in that this idea that it's not something that feels like a knockoff or a ripoff. And I I think there are times when you do want to kind of play into some of the uh, genre conventions of whatever space that you're in, and it kind of indicates to people that like, okay, if you like other shows that have cover art like this, like you're, this is something that you should at least have a look at and pay attention to. But I think what often happens is that people just create cover art that looks like, you know, generic podcast cover art, and it doesn't stand out at all. Mm -hmm. And so I think that what this cover art does a really great job of is you look at this and you're like, oh, I've never actually seen cover art like that before. And it makes you pause and look at it more closely. And I could imagine that there are other shows uh, in this space and uh, maybe let's actually just scroll down right now and see if we have other shows. Okay, so th there are no, it's just top podcasts in the arts. And so I think that probably indicates that this show doesn't have, uh, Apple doesn't have enough listener data on this show to know what other people who listen to this show also listen to. But I would be curious looking at other shows in the, let's assume, fashion design space um, that I bet a lot more have people's faces on it, which can be useful. But 
it's also an opportunity to do something different and stand out uh, in a, a way like this show uh, does. Just one comment on this screenshot you're showing right now is uh, it's showing the category as arts, which is the the kind of main category mm-hmm. in Apple Podcasts. But there's a subcategory under arts called fashion and beauty. And on the mobile app, on the actual podcast app, it shows when you look at it, oh, this is a fashion and beauty podcast. Really unfortunate that Apple is not showing that category here in the web preview. But um, I think if I saw this in the podcasting app, I'd be like, oh, okay, the category here is fashion and beauty. Instantly, I'm like, okay, this is a fashion and beauty podcast. Makes sense. Yeah. And I think the the one thing to think about for anybody who's listening to this, who has a show in, and you're kind of deciding which category you want to belong in, it's always better to choose the subcategory because by virtue of being in the subcategory, you both are going to show up in that one, but you also show up in the main category. And so you actually kind of get two for the price of one. And so sometimes people will be like, should I just take the big one? And actually, you know, if you, you know, you want to be in the arts category and you have the opportunity to fit somewhere that is, you know, relevant to your show, like the uh, fashion and beauty, you should take the fashion and beauty and, uh, and choose to show up there because you'll also by virtue of that be in the arts category. That's a good tip. That's a good tip. Uh, what about the other parts of this show here? We've got the title and the description. What's your initial take on those? Yeah. So I think the the title in the, the listing here, how fitting there's no tagline or anything like that, which looks very clean. I think there's an opportunity to be a little bit more descriptive. So you could say how fitting colon and then a short phrase that maybe hints at a little bit more about what the show is about that also might get some some keywords out there to be able to be picked up on by Apple podcast search. And also like the way podcast descriptions display in apps are not often that conducive to people actually reading through them in a lot of cases. And so I personally often like to get at least one, you know, three to five word sentence that gives people some context for, okay, how fitting, I think we're kind of in the fashion space, I can intuit that from the cover art and the title, but like, what specific aspect of it? Are we talking sustainable fashion? Are we talking some kind of design using recycled materials or something like that, that to me would would be increase the specificity to that if I see that I'm like, oh, that sounds really interesting. So that would be my kind of thoughts on the title and maybe an opportunity to share a little bit more about the angle that the show takes. Yeah, I had the same thought. I'm itching for a slogan right up there in the mm-hmm. title. How fitting yep. uh, women's fashion for the rest of us or something that gives me an immediate sense that, oh, okay, well, wow, this is a show for people like me that have had a hard time finding clothes or whatever it is. That's what I would maybe experiment with. Put a little yep. pipe there or a colon, like you said, and just expand that. You don't have to do it forever, but it's, mm-hmm. it's one of those things that you can do, especially, uh, you know, as your show is gaining traction, you can give it a longer title. And that shows up really nicely in the podcast apps as well. They will truncate the description, but keep the entire title. So yeah, just try a little slogan on there. I think that would help. Yeah. So let me, uh, let me read you the description here and then uh, give me your take on, on what uh, she's written here for the description of the show. So she says, Tired of clothes that don't fit from a fashion industry that doesn't care? If you've set out to do better with your brand, How Fitting is the podcast for you. Hear how relatable fashion design entrepreneurs fit their customer, lifestyle, and values, meet factories, and learn practical tips from experts so you can create a perfect fit in your fashion business. Hosted by freelance women's apparel pattern maker, Allison Haynes. Thoughts? 
I love the first line, tired of clothes that don't fit from a fashion industry that doesn't care. You know, it's it, there's an opinion there. There's a point of view. Yes. They're taking a stance on something. And it might resonate with a listener if that's how they feel and you've mm -hmm. articulated how I feel. Well, now I'm interested in listening. The, the second line threw me a little bit. If you set out to do better with your brand, how fitting is the podcast for you? So those almost seem unrelated to me and a little mm -hmm. bit confusing. And maybe it explains more in the third sentence, but that's already getting cut off in my preview here. I would maybe look at that second line and and now that I've read the third line, you could almost just erase the second line and bring that, that third line up, which is hear how relatable fashion design entrepreneurs fit their customers' lifestyle and values, meet factories, and learn practical tips from experts. I would probably finesse that a little bit, but I definitely got a, a different vibe from the second line than I did from the first line. How yeah. about yourself? Yeah, same same thing stood out to me. I am aware that I, you know, live and breathe in the podcast industry and analyze, you know, hundreds and hundreds of show packages all day, every day. Mm -hmm. And I think that one of the things that when you do that, and this exists in any industry, and I think one of the things you lose out on when you don't do competitor research of any kind, and I've been in this situation before where you feel bad about yourself when you look at all the amazing things other people are doing, and so you don't do it. And I think everybody starts in that place. And that's entirely normal and natural. But I think what happens is you don't really realize where you are repeating cliches, either of the medium or the industry. And so I don't actually think that Allison has a, a ton of like cliches within the fashion industry. And that's not actually an industry that I know. So I can't speak to that. But I think eliminating cliches is one of the both hardest and easiest ways to improve your copy because you need to be aware of the cliches and often the reason that you use them is because they're easy and they're just the thing the word that comes out of your mouth without actually thinking about it and so this second phrase is a little bit it gets at this kind of like what we think copy is supposed to sound like and so it's mm. like if you're this then this is the thing for you and it sounds a little bit like marketing speak. And it's the natural way. I still write this all the time. Like, that's where I go back and I edit that out. And I look at that and I'm like, oh, man, that sounds really marketing-y. And so then I'm like, how do I say this differently? And I'm like, well, I don't know. And then you spend like 20 minutes like trying to come up with a different way to say it. But I think that one of the things about packaging is that it's one of the highest leverage activities you can do. Because mm -hmm. you do it once, you dial it in, and then it benefits you forever or as long as it's relevant to your show. And so... My opinion is that people should spend more time on cover art title description episode titles than they want to. And a lot of times it feels like this afterthought, this last thing, the description, especially it's like, I just need to write something to submit my show and get it up. And I think it actually is really worth maybe doing that at the start, but going back and revisiting it and looking for these things where it's like, what is this sentence actually saying here? And I think to your point, the, the idea of like, if you, you've set out to do better with your brand. This is actually full of vague kind of like a lot of times in, in copywriting, you'd call it like weasel words where it's like, what does that mean? Like, what does better mean? And so I mm -hmm. think that's an opportunity to bring more specificity to say, like, if you've set out to do something specific that your people really care about, that's a, a phrase that you doing the work to uncover that phrase and putting that out there actually gets people's ears to perk up when they see it. And they're like, oh, that's exactly what I want. Do better isn't really saying anything there. And so I think if you say, if you've set out to do this specific thing with your specific type of brand, which I think here is going to be 
fashion entrepreneurs, so your fashion brand. And if there is even more specificity to that, maybe it's like female owned fashion brand, something like that. Now we're getting into something like, okay, we've got a specific outcome for a specific person. And now if that's me, I'm like really sucked in. We've got an opinionated stance up front and then it verifies that like, oh, I'm in the right place. And then the next sentence can get into some description of like what we're going to experience on the show, how it lives up to that kind of promise it's made. So that would be mm -hmm. how I would kind of go about this. And I just want to echo, like, this is really, really hard. This is when people say like copywriting is hard and copywriting is expensive to hire good copywriters. It's because this is the work that goes into it. It's not like fancy language, it's specific language. And I think no matter how much writing you do, no matter how much experience you have, the default is often to use vague kind of generic, easy language and any kind of description or copywriting will benefit by, by bringing more specificity to it. Yeah. I think the first line almost feels like it's more for consumers. And then mm -hmm. the rest of the description is more for, uh, in her case, like people who have a fashion business. Um, and yeah. so I would change the first line to maybe consumers are tired of clothes that don't fit from a fashion industry that doesn't care point. You still get that kind of evocative uh, first line. And then I actually, on her website, I'm looking at her about page. And her last line is, I also host the How Fitting podcast, the podcast for fashion designers and entrepreneurs about creating clothing and growing a fashion business that fits your customer lifestyle and values. I think that's a better description. And I would almost either keep that first line and change it or remove it. And then put it right there. This is what this thing is in one line. It's a podcast for fashion designers and entrepreneurs about creating clothes and growing a fashion business that fits your customer lifestyle and values. It's succinct. It gets right to the point. It tells me who is this for, and there's no confusion about, you know, who is the, who is the ideal listener for this show. Yeah. And it's actually like, she has that line, that sentence is in her description, but it's part of a much longer description where we get into hearing meeting factories mm -hmm. learning practical tips so i think that i might pull that out and make it a draw more attention to it by making it a shorter sentence there's a few more of the words that are kind of vague here and so like meeting factories like is that i, I guess I, i'm someone outside the fashion industry so i don't really know what that means are there specific types of factories that we're going to meet are they sustainable factories are they factories in China, in the US? Are they somewhere else? Does location matter? The more specificity that you you bring to it, the more that your listeners and potential listeners, it checks these mental boxes in their mind that are like, okay, these are the things that I look for in content related to my space. And when they're not made clear and called out, they still have some doubt. They're like, well, maybe it's not for me. And maybe I might better uh, spend my time elsewhere. So mm -hmm. I think for all of these, I think this is a pretty short description that could stand to be beefed up even a little bit and bring some of those specific examples to it. And so like practical tips, like what? Experts, like who? Meeting factories, like what? And I think mm -hmm. those, then you start to get into people are like, okay, not every single one of those needs to be relevant to everyone, not every one of the examples that she gives. But as long as maybe she gives three examples, you'll learn practical tips like this, this, or this. And if any listener resonates with one of those, they're like, oh, okay, like I can see how I'm going to benefit from this. And now people can kind of get a sense of like, you're giving them a lot more to latch onto, which I think is, is part of the job of the description. And now that I've read the description, what I would recommend for her title is How Fitting, a Business Podcast for Fashion Designers. Yeah. 
right away, it sets the expectation. I know what the show is about. I know who it's for. If I'm a fashion designer that wants to explore the business side of the industry, this is the show for me. And that's going to get me to listen. So I think maybe moving some of those keywords from the description up to the title would really benefit this show. Yeah. And I think a similar thing that she could also add a colon after her uh, author tag and say, you know, whatever her title is of like freelance coach for fashion designers or, you know, business coach for fashion designers or like advocate for fashion designers and entrepreneurs or something like that, that also clues you into like, okay, I see what she does and why she is credible. I see what the show's about and I don't even need to read the description. I might still want to, to see some of those specifics, but I can already kind of get the sense of title, author tag, cover art. Like I have kind of triangulated now what the show's about and I might already be just skip the description. Like, okay, where's an episode that I can kind of find my entry point. Mm -hmm. Speaking of episode entry points and titles, uh, do you want to kind of run through some of the titles that you're seeing here and give some thoughts on what stands out? Yeah. So I'm going to read the first title I see in the Spotify app. So she has her episode number in there and then it says making fashion fit your way with Rivki Itzkowitz of, and then it's uh, truncated there. And then if I scroll down, uh, the future of on-demand production with Kirby Best of, and then it's truncated, uh, the intimate details of lingerie design and startup life, and then it's truncated. So some of these titles are a bit long. Uh, it might still be worth having them, but at least as I'm scrolling, I'm not seeing um, the whole thing. One thing that's challenging is I'm not in this I'm not in this audience. So yes, I don't know if her audience would recognize these names or if these are good keywords for search engines. If they are, you should definitely put the guest's name in the title. The challenge with a show like this is as a new listener, I'm asking the question, is this show a fit for me? Is this show mm -hmm. the kind of show that I'd listen to? And the first episode there maybe doesn't paint that picture. I think episodes two and three do a better job of that. The future of on-demand production. Oh, interesting. Uh, the intimate yep. details of lingerie design. Oh, interesting. Like if I'm in the fashion industry where I have a fashion brand that's already, you know, maybe compelling to me. Uh, these episodes are also about an hour long. And so personally, I'm always looking for, you know, the title that really grabs me and then the episode that maybe feels the most approachable. And sometimes it's like the shortest episode. And these are just consistently over an hour. Um, it might be have a bonus episode or something in there that I could just grab onto right away and try out. Uh, mm -hmm. What are some of your thoughts when you scroll, when you do the scroll test? Yeah, I think very similar to you. The first thing I would say is that We've talked about this in a previous roast, and I am just generally not a fan of the episode numbers being in the title, especially like you mentioned that when you were reading through though, uh, on your phone, especially I'm on desktop here and the titles are still truncated as we can mm -hmm. see on the screen. But I think like you're, you're looking at, okay, we've got the eight, HF number eight, seven for this most recent episode title. So we got five characters there, which means we're losing five. And once you count the space, even six characters on the other side which might actually have uncovered that full word that's being lost there, unless there is a reason to signify that there is a distinction between episode types or formats. I would rather just get straight into the title. And so I would probably get rid of that. What's interesting is I can see the description here on desktop beneath this first episode and making fashion fit your way 
this feels again kind of a what does that mean to a potential new listener? It doesn't really give me anything to latch onto. It feels broad. But then when I look into this description, I actually see some interesting potential hooks here. Mm. So uh, we see in episode 87, lifelong lover of fashion and modest dresser, Rivki Itzkowitz. So here I'm like, modest dresser. That's interesting. From a show about fashion, there's this tension here. Like fashion, in my mind, is not modest necessarily. It's flashier. And so here we've got this, oh, that's interesting, modest fashion. That Okay, that that's something that I might actually want to include in the title. Uh, and then we keep going. Shares how she makes uh, fashion work for her and other women like her through her brand Impact Fashion. Rivki seamlessly weaves her orthodox Jewish values, skillful design, and pattern making uh, and fashion sense into each, and then it's truncated. And so here, this is interesting to me, orthodox Jewish values and modest dresser. It may not be relevant to everyone, but I think that's actually the hook to the episode. And I think mm. that that's probably what I want to communicate in the title is like, okay, like how it, it's flipping your assumptions of fashion on the head. And there are probably other people in other, maybe non-Jewish, but other communities who are in fashion who have more, you know, modest values maybe than the mainstream, or they bring some part of their cultural heritage into the fashion that they're doing. And that actually, you know, despite this episode being maybe specifically uh, about this woman who has an Orthodox Jewish background, people will be able to connect with that who have other related experiences. And that is actually what I would want to highlight in the title because it's spiky and specific. And so maybe not everybody's going to listen to this episode or be like, oh, wow, that's the thing for me. But I think if you put that up front, you actually make an episode that is irresistible to some people rather than just middle of the road uh, where it currently is. And so that's something that I'm always looking for. And this really starts with the episode planning stage of saying like, okay, what is the specific interesting thing about this episode that would make somebody click on this before I ever even like map out my interview questions and invite the, the person on. And I think like that's the foundation of great episodes is a great idea or an interesting kind of unique angle on an idea. So that's something that, that stands out to me that I think probably the the idea is there in this episode, but it's just not being kind of highlighted and showcased in the title. I think another idea for Allison is to just search the keywords fashion business podcast in Spotify or Apple podcasts and see what other shows come up and then see where the opportunities are for you to stand out both in your cover art and in your description and in your title and in the episode titles. And actually looking at the competition, I think she's got a lot of opportunities. Mm. A lot of them don't have great uh, titles. Uh, a lot of them don't have great descriptions. And uh, even episode titles, I would say, and descriptions, there's a lot that could be improved with her competition. So she has all this opportunity to see what the competition is maybe not doing well and then going, oh, how can I stand out? One thing the competition is doing that she's not doing that I noticed is she doesn't have a trailer episode. And so mm -hmm. when I scroll down in Apple podcasts in the app, I don't see a trailer that I can just click on and listen to. Also in Spotify, um, her competitors have a trailer episode that's visible right away and she doesn't. So there's an opportunity there for her to record a short little teaser about this is what you get when you're listening to how fitting, this is why you should listen. This is who it's for. And, you know, 30 seconds to three minutes, just give folks a entryway into the podcast where they can listen to something short and decide if it's for them. 
Yeah. And a lot of times with the teasers, uh, I would recommend basically taking the same structure of your description. The one that she has here, I would maybe flesh that out a little bit more, but maybe then the script for the teaser basically becomes the new description and adding in some example topics, things like that, how often it comes out and giving the, the pitch for the show through the teaser. And I think that that is something that I feel like you end up using in a lot of different ways, linking out to from your email welcome sequence, or maybe you make a video around it and you share that and or pin that on social media or something like that, where the teaser episode actually is very useful and has a lot of util utility throughout your marketing ecosystem. And so that's something that I think every show should do if you don't have one. And actually, if you've already been creating your show for a while, you're in a great spot to do it because I think a lot of times when you first start a show, you don't quite have your arms around it yet, like how it's going to work and what it is. And once you've done, you know, she's at almost 100 episodes. She's like, OK, I know what the show is and I know what the show is not. And I can include that and make a kind of up to date teaser that will onboard somebody effectively into the world of how fitting. And by the way, I, I think we should also point out that doing nearly 90 episodes, almost 100 episodes is in itself a positive social signal that she has. Uh, going here. So it's like, oh, wow, yeah. like this is someone who's serious about this. There's a lot of material here. That in of itself is a kind of positive attribute when it comes to branding. Another yeah. thing I noticed is uh, she's not using custom episode artwork. And this to me is a big opportunity. We talked last time about observing what folks are doing in YouTube thumbnail land and bringing that into your episode artwork. And, you know, maybe she can have, you know, if it's about manufacturing or factories, maybe a clothing factory, just a photo of a clothing factory would be enticing enough for people to scroll through and go, oh, that looks interesting. The cover art can be married with the title and description and give people a reason to click through. And so instead of just having your show art, try some custom artwork for each of your episodes. Yeah, you know, this is something that I was not really sold on. And I mean, custom episode artwork has only really become more widespread and fairly recently in the past few months that more people have been been doing it. And I was kind of like, I don't know, is is there a point to it? But really, since we have launched the show, I've been having a lot of fun designing that custom episode artwork. And I think part of it, I don't know that I would do it if we weren't also publishing the episodes on YouTube. So I'm already creating the artwork and I know how much it matters for YouTube. But the other day I was scrolling through our feed and I was looking at, you know, the combinations of title and artwork. And one of my thoughts was always like, yeah, but it's so small. Like, can you really see it in the feed? But you can. And if you use big text and don't like clutter up the image too much, you can do a really good job. And I think you can communicate a lot more about the episode. And like the way that I think about it is usually creating a combination of episode title and artwork that are in tension with each other. And so you might say something like, you know, the, the let's take this episode, the future of on-demand production with Kirby Best. And so this is the episode title. I might go and take your idea of like, okay, let's put a factory in there. And then in like some big text that stands out, let's say like, does this really work? Or something like that, where like part of us is saying with the title, we're saying like, this is the future. And the title artist is saying like, yeah, but is it really? And that's probably echoing some of the ideas that are out there in the space where like some people are like, yeah, this is the way to do it. And other people are like, no, that's never going to work. And you're kind of hinting at that and giving both sides almost a reason enticing reason to find out, well, is it or isn't it the future? So that's my kind of formula when I think about doing custom episode artwork and and pairing that with the title is thinking about like, how can I almost like hint that both things could be true? And you got to listen to find out, you know, which one mm -hmm. is going to be. 
I've also had success just using simple photos with no overlaid text, especially if the guest is recognizable. But in her case, she's in fashion. So there's all sorts of great imagery that she could connect with each of these episodes. Uh, she has an episode called The Style Fit for the Petite Professional. Instantly, I can kind of imagine what that cover art might look like, uh, where she's interviewing an attorney-turned-designer, Soapy Mittel. Um, and I just like love the idea of, you know, she could have this person in her power suit, and it, it could just be a photo. And that might be compelling enough for this audience to click through and check out what the episode's about. It also looks great when you're actually listening to that episode in your podcast player. Uh, so something to try, you know, try out a, a few different formats, see kind of what seems to be working. Again, if you're at a trade show or a conference, just open up your podcast app and show your podcast to potential listeners and say, hey, just scrolling through these episodes, which would you click on first and why? Yeah. And get people's initial feedback on, oh, yeah, th maybe I'd click on this one because of this. I think it's, it's uh, something worth experimenting with. Overall, looking at this, I feel like she's got a strong foundation here, with, especially with the cover art and name. I think that that is, is really mm -hmm. compelling and it really hints and, and clearly communicates at at least the, the vicinity that the show is in. I would say adding some descriptive phrasing to the title and potentially her author tag would be some kind of key takeaways here. Maybe doing some uh, rewriting of the description a little bit to make it a little bit more punchy and clear who exactly this is for and how exactly it'll help them. Um, mm -hmm. Any other kind of takeaways or recommendations that you would kind of leave Allison with? Yeah, now that I'm now that I know what the show's about, I think she could actually modify her cover art. Uh, mm. Right now, it says "How fitting with Allison Hennes." I think, I mean, if she's an, a re recognizable name, keep it there. But I would add the tagline a business podcast for fashion designers on the cover art so that I know what I'm getting or add some sort of iconography that lets me know that this is about business. Um, yep. If you remember our initial, our initial thoughts, our initial feeling was like, oh, this is probably like a fashion show for, you know, women that want to find better fitting clothing. And I missed the business part of it completely just based on the artwork. So I would experiment maybe adding a tagline to the show art and just see if that's clearer for people and maybe if she gets more clicks, more people checking out the show. Just one more thing I could probably leave her with is when I look at her podcast website in a search engine optimization keyword tracking tool, her top keywords that people are using to find the show, fitting design, how fitting, streetwear podcasts, fit podcasts. There's nothing about the fashion business. And yeah, I think she could optimize for that. Put fashion business, fashion industry, fashion business for designers in her title, in her description, in her episode descriptions. Start ranking for that term because that's her audience. That is a, a great insight. And I think it's it's one that a lot of people overlook. And sometimes, you know, there's a lot of these SEO tools are, are pretty expensive. There are a bunch that you, there's free plans and you can kind of uh, get some information on that. Ahrefs is one that's A-H-R-E-F-S.com, I believe. And there's a few others out there as well that have uh, decent free plans that you can get a, a lot of good data on this. So that's always worth uh, checking out to see, you know, how are people finding your show through search, um, which 
you know, you can we can kind of talk to, to listeners and discover how they find us that way. But there are people out there searching for podcasts and other content on every topic imaginable every day. And a lot of times just by making some simple tweaks to website titling, show titling, all that kind of stuff, we can actually capture some more of that without a whole lot of work. Allison's got some some great pieces here and there's some tweaking that can be done. But uh, I think, she, you know, she's been doing this for, for almost 90 episodes so far. Obviously, she's, she's committed. She knows her topic. And uh, I think that doing some of these things can help her get it out uh, to more people. So uh, if anybody else is looking to get a roast of their show, what is the way for them to submit their show for consideration? Look up podcast marketing trends in Apple Podcasts. Leave us a review and mention the name of your show in the review. And we will potentially feature it in an upcoming podcast roast. Podcast roast.